listening to an episode of Learned, the podcast, with your hosts, Dr. John Paul and Kevin Allred. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Learned, where we bridge the intersections of entertainment and education. I am Dr. John Paul. And I'm Kevin Allred. And we are here. How are you, sis? I'm good. I don't know why I always do that weird intonation when I say what my name is. Uh, <laughs> I always do it the same way. It feels very, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm fine. No, it's I, totally um, fine. I um, am still here. And what is it? Tisha Campbell. I'm still here. Uh, I'm, song. I'm still here. Here. <laughs> here that song Honestly, let me I've, tell you how much of I feel a joke like, that song is I, f- I feel like that song coupled with the ashanti butt scoot gif like that's how I feel. <laughs> i'm still here but it, like scooting on my butt instead that of that weird snap butt scoot oh yeah. god the that's ghetto how that's how i feel oh my goodness i live <laughs> <laughs> just it's such a visual uh, just what I, I always anytime i Anytime I hear that I'm still here, I always think of her like dancing and doing that stupid pop lock. Yeah. I'm like, why? That whole performance is a joke. It's real. I love Tisha. Shout out to Tisha. She won't let it up. It's like, baby. (laughs) I used to listen to her like, I guess it was her debut album, like way, way, way back. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it was like a second album or something. But I remember she had some really good songs like back in the 90s. When she was just, you got to push. Was... You got to push yeah. it on me, push it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If Martin was still on then, or if it was post Martin, or I can't remember, but it I was because she yeah. had the second single with uh, Tashina Arnold, and it was the "Don't Ask My Neighbor" um, oh, they... c- cover. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. It's all coming they back sure to did. me now. Yeah. um yeah anyway yeah that was i wasn't trying to be i wasn't trying to be mean to to tisha campbell there but that um on on the contrary though i do like to be mean to ashanti because (laughs) she wrote for every for everyone out there i mean she's she's good but i she's just become a running joke of mine that because she wrote um a really bad poetry book um yeah one of my i don't know if i've talked about this before on here but one of my weird obsessions is celebrities that choose to write poetry books um Uh suzanne summers has a really great one from the 70s that's ridiculous um yeah you know jewel the singer had one in the 90s that was so stupid um what's the book yeah like a, a poetry book like okay we get it you you're a songwriter but like poetry's different and they're so they're always really corny and and like laugh i laugh at them but i used to carry around the ashanti poetry book and like read it in bars to people um yeah because it was so silly and it was like mm-hmm. one time my car broke down on the way to wendy's and i was like okay as like you know you could have kept these little journal entries to yourself um wow but she had uh a a, a really good in terms of being bad poetry book oh, that came out oh. like foolish unfoolish so i love to um remind people of that oh god check no. it out i should we should do no. one episode where i just do like dramatic readings of the different poems but no, no. <laughs> i don't think any of us want that i don't i don't really think any you, of us you want think that you but... don't want it you think no. you don't want it but then you hear it no. and you do want more is what I found oh with people. Oh, it sounds terrible. Anyway. Oh, it is, but in a funny way. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, well, shout yeah, out it, you to know, Ashanti. Yeah, you know what? Well, shout out to her and that butt scoot. I think <laughs> it will always be, it will live in infamy. And I think it'll be something that we always kind of remind ourselves happened. Um, we may not, <laughs> we may not live for it. Um, however, I think it's just something that will always be present. So <laughs> always be present. Oh, it's just a time. That's a really oh. fun way to describe it. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> how are you? That was all to you say. Know, I'm, I'm maintaining, <laughs> I'm dealing with, you know, just the, the, diff, the, the typical stuff that I think comes with, you know, being, um, 
I think I think a, a big part of it is is just kind of I made a comment last night to my partner that when you really reflect on like this year, I've spent a greater part of this year being in the house. And it's frustrating. Like it's really frustrating mm. to think that a majority of my 2020 has been spent in this house. And I say specifically like I'm grateful that I'm working. I'm grateful that I have a home. I know a lot of people have had to worry about that, but man, when you think about like how COVID is just kind of like, it's really messed up my year. And I, I feel like I had so many things that I was really looking forward to this year. And now it's like, no. And so it's like, now we're in October and it doesn't feel like there's an end in sight. And so I know we're going to be talking more about that a little bit later, but I'm just in this mindset of being like, I'm, 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 I'm trying, I'm living in between the intersections of being grateful. And then I'm also in the intersection of like, man, this really sucks. And I just, <laughs> just want to be able to go outside and really, really just kind of like, not have to worry about washing my hands every five seconds, not have to worry about, you know, someone coughing or breathing in my direction. Um, not having to yell at people for not having mask on. It's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at. I'm just exhausted. But I'm very happy that I have your friendship and I'm very grateful that I have the show and that um, we get to continue to do what we, um, you know, what we love to do. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess this week that kind of will segue us into the syllabus this week. So we, you know, we, we've had several conversations about how I'm just going to say it as bluntly as possible. If you're, if you're sensitive to cursing, you probably are going to not want to listen to this episode. Cause I might be cursing a lot. Um, how fucked up this situation really is. And we, me and me and Kevin, you know, as we prep for the show, we were talking about this, uh, tweet that we had came across, um, came across, Lord Jesus, uh, came across. Um, and we were talking about this idea of, um, so Robin Thede tweeted something a couple weeks ago and it said, someone said, we're not working from home. We're living at work. <laughs> and it hit me. I retweeted it. I know Kevin, you retweeted it and it hit me. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh my God, we literally do live at work now. And it just, it made me feel away. And so I just wanted to like, kind of we're we're going to be talking about this idea of like, how COVID has made everyone so much more critical, but at the same time, how no one should be expected to work at the same capacity. So what are your thoughts? Like after retweeting that, after seeing that, like what, what were you thinking around that topic? Well, I just thought it was such a, like, it's such a simple statement, like reversal, but really profound to hear it put that way, because it's like, mm -hmm we ha we no longer have home spaces we no longer have whatever we we no longer have like a downtime space cuz right it was always it was always heading in this direction and i guess this is the ultimate goal of capitalism or the ultimate late stage of of capitalism is where you lose all distinction between work and not work um but this covid thing is bringing it into stark relief that you we don't have homes anymore we're all like mm. in a i don't want to like equate it with physically not having a home but obviously like m metaphorically we're all capitalism makes everyone homeless or this covid thing is yeah. like made, created a way that we have no because yeah like you said you spend so much time or you realize how much time you spend in your apartment i always <clears throat> some of my work was on well and still now like so much of my work is online but um there was always a component of that but i could go to like a coffee shop i didn't like working at home um mm -hmm. Same. i like to i would go to a coffee shop or sometimes a bar or you know somewhere mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. people still and now yeah places are starting to open up again a little bit in new york but it's like you you've lost even though we've lost the capacity to have our homes be our homes rather right, than right. just we're living at the office like she said and that's just like i know this all was true before that but it just got me how deep that is and how like profound yeah. of a shift that is that people are kind of racing past in all of this like oh we can still be productive we can still 
do whatever, you know, yeah. have you begun that new draft of a book you wanted to write while we were here? No, no one has because, well, some people have, but no, because mm-hmm. it's like, we all feel so like, I don't know about you, but I can't, I can't, it's become so weird that I can't do anything. Like, it, it, yeah, it, I have to work in inner, like I have to work in intervals now. Like I have to literally tell myself, okay, I'm gonna work on this from like 10 to 12. And then from like one or, you know, 12 to one o'clock, I'll stop, you know? And it used to be like, I, I, at work, I used to be good at being able to like, even before COVID, I was really good at being like, okay, you know, I can just push through this and I'll eat a little bit later and it won't, won't bug me. But now I really cannot do anything more than maybe like at least four to five solid hours of like being in front of a computer and working because after like maybe 2 p.m 3 p.m i'm out i am so taxed and mm-hmm. i'm so over it and i i feel you 100 percent on this idea i think i i want to say to your point and then i'll throw it back to you robin had made a comment also too following that day it says we all we all need to expect about 40 percent less productivity from each other than normal and yet somehow everyone seems to expect 140 right now and i think that's the thing that really kind of grabbed me in that like in that conversation was how everyone seems to be expected to be like writing books and writing manuscripts and writing films right now and i'm going we're in a whole ass pandemic and a lot of us don't even know where where we'll be at the top of 21 uh, 2021 and you're expecting me to be like somehow more productive in a really bad situation. It's, it's beyond me. Yeah. And I mean, I also find it's not just work and like being productive. I can't even do things I used to really enjoy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I would read so much. I have a stack of books right next to me on my desk. Cause I just keep adding things to it and I'm not taking anything off and reading because it gives me anxiety to do something I find pleasurable, but it mm, gives me mm. anxiety not to do it as well. So like it's because I'm waste because you're wasting time. Right? That's always built in too. like, oh, you well, you're made time. to feel like you're wasting time. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that's always been true, I guess, especially with people not, you know, if you're making a low wage or you're not. Or you're making just enough to pay the bills. Oh, but then you want to take two hours to like play your guitar every night. Well, you shouldn't you be using that to do something? So yeah, they they yeah. make it sound like that. But now it's it's so because also the places where I did those things have become the office, and I don't want to be doing those things in that space. I want a relaxing space, and you no longer have that. So it's like I feel like I was saying this before. I feel like we're uh, we are just living in like a science fiction movie from the seventies where they thought this was mm-hmm. going to be how it is. And it is this way now. And like, we didn't take any of the lessons. We, mm. I saw some tweets about, you know, Octavia Butler, um, who always dreamed about being a New York times bestselling author, never did it in her lifetime, but her books have been on the New York times bestseller list now because they're so, especially i mean all of them but especially her parable of the sower and parable of the talents um yeah uh duo are are so they predicted this time exactly almost to the year so she's writing them in the 80s 90s and they're like taking place in 2024 2020 and a fascist president is elected and like all even using make america great again as a as a um uh slogan and so it's like so eerie yeah 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 because i used to teach these every every year like from 2008 forward and i'm like so Mm. and as we get closer to this year you know like what do we have to change about the world that we're living in right now like this is a question i always ask the students what do you think needs to change to prevent it from being that and you know answers change all the time but it it's it's like I saw her her literary agent. Everyone was congratulating. The point that I was trying to make was everyone was congr- congratulating. Like, oh, she finally made the bestseller list. This would be so great. And her liter or this is so great. And her lit agent um, said, you know, Octavia always wanted to be on this list. This would be so you know fulfilling for her. But I think more than mm-hmm. anything, she'd be sad because no one listened to the thi- like. She wanted to warn us, and more than anything, she wanted to show what would happen if no changes were made and everything plays out the way 
logically it will play out. And look where we are. And And here we we are. are. And I thought that was just such a, like, such a awful (laughs) assessment. But true, but true assessment. Because she would be so sad. Like, you get your biggest wish, um, but it's because nobody listened to you. And now it's too late Mm. to kind of heed those warnings because we're in it. And shit, like, you know, it's... Yeah, I hear, and and that's, I think that's a really good question. You know, I think in this conversation, because I hear everything you're saying, and it is almost mind boggling to me to think that there was a scholar who had kind of, and in a way, part of me is like, oh my God, that's, you know, that's insane. And then there's a part of me that's like, well, you know, we were already headed this way, I think in the early nineties and even in the two thousands, there were a lot of articles coming out like, Hey, the ice caps are melting. Oh my God, this is happening. Oh, we're running out of, you know, petroleum or we're running out of, you know, like even when we had that whole helium situation happen two years ago, I was like, um, I think that this is a, a, you know, this needs to be sort of a wake up call to us that we are ultimately putting a lot of strain and a lot of pull on this earth and and Mm -hmm. so to hear that it doesn't i mean as much as it blows my mind it doesn't but i also think that there's a lot a longer conversation around specifically this whole covid conversation around how much it's been hard for me to kind of like dance around it because i'm going you know as much as i'm a part of this really jacked up system of capitalism right i'm i'm the person and i take full ownership i'm the person that wakes up on you know, September 15th, I'll just throw this out. I'm the person that woke up and watched the Apple, you know, thing. Mm. I'm the one who got excited when the watch was released. I was the fir- one of the first people in line to buy the watch, you know, I'm that person. But at the same time, there's still this part of me that's like, we do need to change and we do need to be better about this. And I think for me, this whole conversation around COVID has really opened up this Pandora box, not only for me in my own head, but with some of the friends that I have with us talking about how unhealthy it is to be an American and I, uh, to be an American. And I don't say unhealthy in the sense of like, we don't eat right because we don't, Mm. but you know, or don't exercise, which we often don't. But I think this idea that from a very long, from as long as I can remember as a child, the only way that success was defined for me and my own family was being overworked and money. Like that was, that was the levels of success. And so now with this moment of people saying like, you have people sick from COVID or you have people with family that's sick from COVID the, and, and, and this expectation that you are now working from home and you work, you live where you work. The same expectation is you still have to keep trying to get to that level of success how damning that is to us as as people right like we've seen whole entire countries slow down and say everybody take a moment breathe you know let's get better let's get well i mean canada you have people over in where was it i forget um i for, i was oh it was australia i think it was australia i was seeing a woman tweet about how their numbers are down to seven percent like they seven percent of the population have been have have either have COVID or have had COVID, and it just it blows my mind that we're we're not even there. What does that say about us? You know. No, I like I I feel like that could be the whole topic. Uh, how you said how unhealthy it is to be an American. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I could go on <laughs> for days. Yeah, probably. And like, we both could. Like, we both could. What? Yeah. What does it say? I mean, I don't. I. The answer is it says really shitty things about Americans mm-hmm. because we don't value. Of course, there's people that do value these things, but as like an overall archetype of what it means to be a, an American, clearly watching the political leaders right now, um, leaders, I want to put in like scare quotes or something, but <laughs> how how can you claim to be I don't know. I saw uh, one thing. First of all, I hate the trend of all the like Republicans finally seeing how bad Trump is now, like uh, (laughs) two months before everything. Right. Two months before the new election or like all these Mm -hmm. people that put out their book or like hold all this information and wait for their book to come out. Like I fucking hate that. And that's part capitalist too. But um, yeah, There is one woman who's like making the rounds on the news who is an NSA director. She's blonde, Christian, white woman, you know, and she's like, I voted for Trump because 
I, I, I was kind of afraid not to, you know, the church tells us whatever, I don't know what her particular brand of Christianity is, but like, they tell you, you have to fight. Well, right. I mean, uh, (laughs) they're like, you have to, um, vote, vote for the conservative because you need, we need to stop abortion. You know, these major things that they have a big problem with because we're pro-life. We, we don't want people to abort babies or fetuses Mm -hmm. or whatever. And she was like, working in the NSA under Trump, it made me see so clearly how he is anything but pro-life. He might he might right. fight for restrictions on abortion or say he wants them, but there's nothing about this man that's pro-life. And that was another moment where it was like, that message might hit with some people that are still mm-hmm. on the fence and are still doing this. Because it's like, how can you claim to be a moral person? You know, I'm a patriot and I fight for our freedoms and our rights and our blah, blah, blah. But like, right now that means you're fighting to kill people. Americans. Right. I mean, we're always fighting right. to kill people, frankly, because the U.S. is at that's war we, all the time. Yeah, that's but, all, yeah, that's all the U.S. is. But now you're trying to fight to to kill like your neighbor. Like you're fighting yeah. for the right to kill your neighbor. Like how, what is... What kind of assessment will that be if there even are history books in 50 years, which who the fuck knows, because we all might be blown to smithereens or whatever, um, not to be too pessimistic, but what a, that is so that is such a damning assessment of people yeah. of, of who, you know, it's like all individual. It's all out for money. It's all out for it's just like. Yeah. It always has been. I don't mean to say we're like making these huge realizations, but it's all coming together and so glaringly obvious now. It's wild how people can still deny it. Yeah, I think what you're what you're alluding to, and this is what I think makes this conversation so um, I hate using the word juicy, but I'm going to say what makes this conversation so juicy is. <laughs> We had seen elements of each of these things, you know, over the past few years, right? We've had conversations about, you know, you know, even down to hearing folks talk about, you know, climate change and all these other pieces, right? We've had so many different people in certain iterations saying, you know, we're working ourselves to death and you have climate change happening. And now everything I feel like is starting to kind of like cross at a certain in, like it's a certain interval that I don't think we've ever seen before. And so when you ask the question, well, why is COVID still so bad here in America? You have to really step back and really think about this idea. Like it's so interesting to me because as much as I don't, you know, so a lot of people don't know, some of you do, some of you don't, but my partner works in, uh, in retail. And so a lot of the conversations that we both have around COVID as a whole is based off of the experience that he's having with his, with both the mall that he works in and also the store that's in the mall, right? And all the interactions that happen in between both of those. And I've I've been saying for almost, I would say a good maybe six or seven months that it's so frustrating to see so many companies, so many people who have the right to say, you know what? For the good of the people, we have all of this money in the reserve. We're going to close for these three months. We're going to stay closed. We want to keep everybody who works here healthy. We want to keep all of the people who shop here healthy. Let's just stay closed for three months and knock this out. Outside of that, you have all of these people rushing, specifically here in Southern California. You know, now we have this stupid tiered system where, oh, if you're purple, you're red, you're like orange. And then there's like blue, I think it is. And And everyone's still in purple. And I'm going, the reason why we're still in purple is because profit over people. No one wants to close. Restaurants are saying, oh, you can still come on in here and eat. And I'm going, are you fucking kidding me? Like, literally, I hear about certain things and I'm going, are you, are you, are we serious right now? Like, what are you doing? And so I think that that's the thing that's really had, like, I've had to step back and I've had to tell myself, like, as much as I feed into the capitalist concept and the ideologies yes i make more money i do spend more money i will be very upfront and say yes i am a part of the problem however at the same time i'm also not going to eat out and i'm going to name this restaurant september's september's here (laughs) where i live they are letting people literally sit inside the, the the location and eat and i'm going what the fuck is wrong with you Like you're putting, not only are you putting the people who work for your company at risk, but you're putting all these other people at risk. And 
let's not even get on the conversation of people who don't think COVID is real. As someone who has uh. a family member who just recovered from it, 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 it burns me to the core to think that money matters more than people's lives at this point. And I, I want to ask, how did we get here? But there's a part of me that says, girl, you already know. You already know how we got here. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating. It's just beyond frustrating. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's up to the, it, it, it's not just the businesses themselves. It's the government who, yes, if you're Allows Apple it. or you're, you're a huge corporation, you can definitely shut down and pay your workers. But when you're like a small business, you need the government to subsidize what, you know, that's what needed to happen. They needed to pay all of us $2,000 mm -hmm. a month or whatever to stay home and then for three months like you said it would we would have it wouldn't be gone like a miracle like trump keeps saying but it would be we'd have it under Lower. control like other countries and it would still yeah. go up and down but it, it wouldn't be over two hundred thousand people dead and six million infections um mm -hmm. right now and yep. yeah it's it's just it's becoming more maddening every i mean i feel like since trump was elected my whole like everything becomes more maddening but it's just like how big can the snowball get until we're all just dead like it's rolling down the the hill and every day and then last week we have you know supreme court shit again and it's like mm. what they won't be happy until literally until they take everyone's rights away back away yeah except for straight white men like mm -hmm. really that's all they're fighting for they're like we love the founders and da 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 da, da. they want to go back to those exact mm -hmm. moments and you know they're like giddy about the fact that ruth bader ginsburg died and now that they're gonna ram some other person through the court or at least try get, yeah at least try, try. Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully something jesus lord just come back and save us all now i'm gonna get religious Baby. if if no <laughs> um, i have honestly been praying a lot more than i have these last couple of weeks honey i you have I mean, to you some, have to stay prayed up something's you gotta to. give yeah mm -hmm. and you know they're so happy about wanting to take people's rights away just like again back to mind your business but it's <laughs> someone else having a right doesn't affect you it doesn't take anything yeah. away from you over there just let people and not wearing a mask is not a right i, I just want to oh, make that very clear for people listening no. that saying i have the right or i have the choice to 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 or to not wear a mask that is not a choice what you are ultimately saying is is that you understand your privilege you understand like even just i don't know if you saw the, the report that came out this morning but there has been a report, I think it actually came out yesterday, there was a report that had stated that mostly every single child that has died from COVID was either Black or Latinx. Mm. Like every single child that has died from a COVID-related thing, what, whether it be asthma, whether it be, you know, uh, the coughing, whatever, you know, the, the throat closing up, whatever you name in relation to the COVID side effects it has ultimately been black and Latinx kids. And so it's, it's, it, like I said, the word maddening is not, I, I, I wish I knew a word that was bigger than that yeah. because it's like, it baffles me that people could walk around. Like even today I went and ran an errand and, and I, before I'd even had a chance to like actually like have a conversation with the woman who was coming through the door, she didn't have on a mask. And the only thing I could say out of my mouth was, are you crazy? Like that was literally, I, I don't know what came out of my mind. I don't know where that came from, but I was like, are you crazy? And she was older. Like that was yeah. the thing that got me. And she's looking at me like I'm crazy because I have on a mask and don't want to be near her. And she's looking at me like everything is regular. And I'm going, sis. You, you have to be at least 60. Do you know? Like, but again, because you're white and because you probably have some change in your pocket, this COVID thing to you is a joke. When for folks like me, if I was to get sick and have to go to the hospital, God knows what would happen to me. You know, so I, I don't know, Kevin. And I, I probably, I know this sounds like probably this is a bitch and moan episode for some people. But it's just, I feel like there's a deeper, under like, we need to be, I, th I think this is important. I think we have the conversation where you said COVID is not the time to be critical of ourselves. But I think what we really are getting to is getting to this idea about the decisions that we make or the decisions that we don't make, how they affect other people. And knowing that the, the election is around the corner, knowing that COVID is not going away, 
like, I just need people to be more smart. I just need people to just be a little bit more just, I don't, and I, smart is such a bad, I don't know if smart is the right word, but it's just, it's mm. it, like I said, it's just, it's, a, I, I'm, I'm out of words because I'm just so frustrated. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I'm frustrated. Yeah. And I know a, a lot of people are going to be like, uh, are frustrated too. And with like political systems and whatnot. But I also just want to say please vote like <laughs> that man has got to go there's no hope there's no hope of yeah. of, of doing anything until he is gone and he will scream and and find every way to fake the election and fake the results but i'm not one of those people that believe in oh don't protest vote like do both first of all but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i i can't really like I, it strikes me as such a selfish decision for you to say because the democrats aren't perfect either i'm not gonna vote um mm-hmm. i i found it selfish in 2016 and i find it even more selfish now because again it's like you may not believe in this system but more people will die if you don't do it so mm-hmm. are you are, are you're willing for the them to die like you're that's okay with you if you're not gonna yeah. put in that effort just just think about at least if you're planning not to vote just at least think about it in in some ways like try and shift your perspective to be about how many people can you help even though if it's like not i don't like joe biden i i mean whatever he's he seems like a perfectly center of the road person i mean but he's not mm-hmm. a little baby dictator fascist that wants to kill us all. And so look, look, I just, I say just, that. Uh, I just want to, cause I never like to go on a high horse about like vote, vote, vote. I believe that's the only way to save the world. Cause I don't believe that. But mm-hmm. if you're not going to vote, then like the alternative is not like another pussy hat parade in the, you know, in New right. York. Cause nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares about that. The alternative mm-hmm. to not voting is an actual armed revolution. And mm-hmm. I can't keep talking about this because the FBI will get me again. And the Secret you know Service what? will come for me. They probably like... will come for me too at this point. I <laughs> Sometimes I think about that. alternative. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it not, it's not just like a cute little march to the, to the White House, like sh- chanting mm-hmm. that Black Lives Matter because... The people right. in the White House don't care about right. that, and it's not. And the people who voted for the people in the White House don't care either. That's the exactly. other thing that we need to keep in mind. So, like leftist mm. revolutionaries, that's really great, and I believe in a lot of those politics. But you have to ask yourself: Are you really willing to take the streets? Like this is sixteen ninety whatever when you know the Americans had to fight the British for independence. Like that's what we have to fucking do again if this is yeah if if you don't want to vote. So those yeah. are our two choices. And if all you want to do mm. is protest for as a performance, like I don't have any sympathy for that. I don't yeah. have time for yeah. that. <laughs> and I, I think my my I think my kind of closing thoughts on this is is that for folks who kind of feel like, you know, I, I mean, there's a couple of things that I did want to kind of just reiterate that I feel like one, you know, yes, please be aware, please read, please be up to date, please vote, do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good in this moment. But I would say if you are a person who listens to this podcast, you probably already kind of sit with our, <laughs> you sit with where we sit in terms of politics and how we feel about the world. And it is important for you to do something more than just say Black Lives Matter or, you know, get out there and vote. We all have to be doing something. But I think the bigger thing that I really want to kind of drive home in this conversation is that for folks who are sitting around and thinking that this COVID thing is one, just going to get up and walk away um, or two, that you may not be affected by it. Trust me, honey, it's all of this is going to come for you Um, one way, one some way, shape or form. um, I feel like we are we are literally getting to a place in time where even the folks who are privileged are being affected by things that potentially they being affected by things that they did not do or things that they 
kind of felt like, oh, it didn't, it doesn't bother me. Like you may sit in a place right now where he may go, well, the president, you know, if we keep Trump in office, he's not going to get my taxes. Okay. Or he's not going to take taxes away from me or, you know, raise my taxes. But honey, when you start having to recognize that none of these hospitals can take care of you when you catch COVID um, or that we don't have the monies to do what we need to do to take care of the people who are still in the hospital with issues related to COVID, then you're going to start to see the trickle down effect. And that's the thing I think people keep missing is that it is real easy mm. for you to sit at or home and go, none of this effect. is a, a trickle up effect or trickle down, baby. Either one of them, it's going to get you. And that's the thing I always, my mom would always tell me as a child, she would always say, you may stand there. You may think that it has nothing to do with you. And I think that's the reason why I'm so passionate to this day. And so shout out to Edwina for creating me in the light that she did. But, you know, I think that my mom would always say, you may stand there. You may think that it has nothing to do with you, but it has everything to do with you because um, it will eventually come for you. And I think that's the thing that people keep missing is that, you know, it, it, the British probably thought for a very long time that nothing could touch them. And, and, and then the black plague came around and wiped them out. So, you know, I, I keep telling people like just as much as you think that this is not. You know, we're, I'm looking at the calendar and it, it, you're going to probably get this on Wednesday. It's the 21st. We record on Mondays. I'm telling you, we are literally almost literally a month and a month and some change away from, you know, voting and, and, and from potentially having to deal with the ramifications of how terrible this country has been for another four years. We cannot sit here and act like none of this is not connected. COVID is connected to a much bigger problem that has already been here. And if you think that I don't, you know, because the person who is not, you know, the person of my choice is not, you know, going to end up president says you got a whole nother thing coming. You got a whole nother thing coming. So I hope I made sense. Um, I hope I'm not just rambling or yelling into the microphone, but I really do believe that, you know, I, I want, I want people to take care of themselves and to be kinder to themselves in these moments. But I also want to challenge people to, to do what they can, where they can, um, and continue to, to challenge the status quo because this world, it, it, I don't even say this world, this country is falling apart. It really is. It's literally, you know, yeah. do you remember when you were a kid and you made, did you ever make those like stick people things with like the tape? And the tape, I used to have like the arms and then like, it was weird. I used to make these little stick people things <laughs> in like second or third grade with tape and like popsicle sticks. That's what I feel like this country Oh yeah, is. yeah, yeah, popsicle, popsicle mm -hmm. sticks. Okay. We are literally tape and popsicle sticks at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Literally. Oh, or you know how when, <laughs> when you drive around and you see people who duct tape the back of their car, like they it looked like somebody like rear ended them and then yeah. they use duct tape to keep the, 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 the bumper up. Yeah. That's what I feel like we're at right now. We're, we're that, that, that tape is about to come off yeah. and just the whole tail of the car is going to be dragging <laughs> in the street, sparking, just hood living. It's just, it's. It's, I don't know. I don't have any more words, y'all. I'm so sorry. I just don't. Yeah. But take care of yourself. Wear a mask. You know, get get COVID <laughs> tests. Most of them are free. Most of them are rapid too. You can get get them done in the day now. Like you get it done on Monday, you get, you get your results on Tuesday. So there's that. But anyway, we're going to move on to another segment. So for this week's musical moment, I wanted to ask you, this is kind of a surprise. Kevin does not know what I'm about to ask him. Mm. I want to know, we've talked about all the songs that you love. However, we have never talked about the songs that make you cringe. So I want to know for this week's musical moment, what song slash songs make you literally ball up your fist like, oh, I hate this song so much. I have like three that I can name. Of like all but you time go first. or... Any songs, any songs that make you cringe? Oh, God. I feel like it's a big list. <laughs> um, well, one is the Cars for Kids song that's on that um, commercial. Oh, you know that okay. terrible song. Yeah. That one's really bad. Um. I feel like anything by Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Uh, actually, but do you not like her music or do you just not like her? And so then because you don't well, like her, you don't like her oof, music. I feel like it's both. And it's coming from okay. both directions. And I don't know. 
which which comes is chicken or the egg it's like a ancient <laughs> question um yeah. no there are some of her songs that i can much easier digest than mm. others but like some really like that one where she's like i knew you were trouble when you walked in yeah oh my uh, god yeah that song i don't actually it. sing that like that i was just squawking to sound like her mm-hmm. um uh and I really didn't like the one she the like really blew her up. What was it um about like she wears short skirts? You're on the bleachers. I'm in the, oh, you I don't were, know. I know what song, uh, but I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. that fairy tale song. No, it was. I think it, it was before like, that. Some, like in the video, she goes to the prom. Like she has no one to go to the prom with, and they're holding up uh, notes to each other back and forth in their windows. It's a very like oh I don't know white suburban. A little prom <laughs> video. Um, you mm-hmm. you belong with me, or you belong to me. Oh, or that song. Yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Um, mm. Oh gosh, Terrible. I don't know. Because okay, Nam, I'm gonna keep thinking because I definitely know I have some more. Um, but you name yours because I'm trying to rack my brain. So I'm gonna give what. So the song that really grinds my gears. Um, and a lot of you, if you're really good friends with me, you'll know that some of these songs are songs that I have talked to you about, about why I hate them. <laughs> um, I cannot stand, I'm going to go on the list of which song genuinely this, even thinking about it makes me angry. The first song that I cannot stand with my whole entire might is This Is How We Do It by, um, by Montel <laughs> Jordan. I will literally, I like anytime that, that, that this, nope, uh-uh, oh, okay. I cannot, will not shall not no ma'am won't happen for me i have literally gotten up like i've been at weddings and they've played that song and i've gotten up and gone to the bathroom because i'm like i'm not doing it with y'all i'm not dancing to the song i hate just even hearing it really really irritate oh. like it grinds my gears okay what, you got it looked like you have a thought i thought i thought of one um maybe i've mentioned this before but um Having lived in Boston makes it even worse, but um, "Sweet Caroline" by uh, oh, Neil no, Diamond because yeah, that's the one they yeah. all sing for like the Red Sox for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why, and mm. it's it's like a white people thing. It, it, that yeah. song and it's it's horrible to me. It's like the journey. Don't stop believing. <laughs> why do white people love that song? I can see that one more than. Neil Diamond, like "Don't Stop Believing." Don't Stop Believing is like a good karaoke song, but it's not like Ugh. a song I want to listen to. Generally, same. I don't love that song either. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it's whenever I hear it, I'm just kind of like, uh, it's just uh. my well, second also, one is all of that. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say also go, go the band Journey. They like all of their songs sound like "Don't Stop Believing," so it, as long as you get one, you're good. Like. You can. Wasn't that black guy from American Idol on there? What's his name? The one you used to be like, yo, dog, yo, dog. Wasn't he in Journey? Or no? <laughs> Randy Jackson? Wasn't Randy Jackson in, in Journey? Or am I wrong? I'm going to Google that. I could have sworn. In the I, band? I felt like he was no. a part of that band. Maybe he like produced so he, them or something because he was a producer. Probably. Right? He Maybe. was, but I, I could have sworn. Yes, he de- played. He did in 1986. He, he played on the album "Raised on the Radio." I knew <laughs> that, and I don't know how I know it, but I did. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's your second? What's your other next song that? Will- Anything by Jagged Edge will not do it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Anytime I hear "Let's Get Married," all their all their songs are horrible. They all sound the same, and they're all awful. I will never listen to a Jagged Edge song. Wow! I hate okay. them with the passion. I think all their music is awful. <laughs> it just my ears bleed okay. anytime someone puts on a Jagged Edge song. I don't know why. I just I hate Jagged Edge. I do. Okay. 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 I mm-hmm. mean, that's what's yours. I, I'll give you. I'd give you that one over. I still. I could. I could listen to Montel Jordan. Um, nope. And I'll give you the jagged edge. Um, you know, like now, it, of course, because I'm on the spot, I can't think of songs that annoy me because I just avoid them so long that I forget about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, 
if we, if if I'm at karaoke and someone tries to sing Total Eclipse of the Heart, I lose my mind because I hate <laughs> other people singing it, but I actually <laughs> like the real song and I'll listen yeah. to it, but it's very long. Oh, you know what song I really don't like? Bohemian Rhapsody. You like know Queen. what? Yes. I don't like it. I don't I don't like anything by Queen. I know I'm going to probably get a lot it's, of crap oh. for that, but I don't care. I don't like I don't. a lot of okay. I like a few. This um, is a safe space. Yeah. Okay, that's that's one of my secret bands that I've never really could get into. I don't Oh gosh. I feel seen. That Fat Bottom Girl so song. Seen. I don't like that Fat what? Bottom Girl song. And mm-hmm. I don't get it either, I, but um I've never gotten Queen. I don't understand the fanfare. I don't get it. His voice is you know who he he reminds me of, and I know that he replaced him in the newest version, the iteration. What's oh, that boy from American Idol? Uh Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Uh, g- nope. nope. No. Like I no. Nope. Yep. And so I just I I just don't get it. I love people. I love the love that people have for it. And I do appreciate that he has inspired so many queer people in our community, but I've never seen it for Queen. I just don't get it. Yeah. And it's it must not be for me. I think more I have bands or groups that make me like cringe rather than just one particular song now that I'm thinking about it. So the last song that I am going to share that I absolutely hate with my entire being. And if anybody, I'm just going to say this. If anyone plays this at my funeral thinking it's a joke, I swear to God, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your life. Let's hear it for the boy. I hate that fucking song with a passion. It, there's just something in me that just, that's, I hate that song so much. You know what? That, I can get, you know what's funny is that, oh no, Bonnie Tyler sang Total Eclipse of the Heart, but she had a song on the Footloose soundtrack. Me and my sister would listen to the Footloose soundtrack when we were little because my parents had it on vinyl. And I would always mm. skip Let's Hear It for the Boy. It, <laughs> it bugged me. It bugged me. And I never could really put into words why. It was just so weird. I don't like it. I agree with you. I think it's the cadence of the song. Oh my God. But like, I hate what is it so it even much. About? Let's hear it for the boy. Let's give the boy a hand. Why? What are we? Why are we? <laughs> oh, like even, <laughs> now that's going to be stuck in my head and I'm so mad about it. I, I don't know why it, it, it literally sounds like nails on a chalkboard to me. Anytime I hear that song. I have I have literally been places and like I've been shopping at once. I think I went shopping somewhere and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to leave and sit in the car until this song is over because I will not be shopping in here while this song is playing. But yeah, that's That's literally it. Like those are like my like I would say Jagged Edge is yeah I know that's really terrible because they don't have one song. Their whole catalog I think is trash. But I those are like the three things of like music that if I never heard any of those songs or any of that area I also so I I I don't care I said it on my I also don't like Sade okay I can't agree with that (laughs) I get in a lot of trouble for it but I hate Sade I don't hate her but I find like a lot of her music is too slow and and like I get that it probably has its purpose, but I don't like, I'll like a song here or there, but then otherwise it's Mm -hmm. very slow and kind of like, like, I don't just, she has a good voice, but I just, yeah. Oh, and now my heater's going to turn on because it's getting cold here and it sounds like someone's knocking, hitting a pipe with a wrench. Oh, okay. I, that's that good New York, honey. I don't know what that is because I have central air, oh, central yeah. heating. Yeah. So um, I'm, yeah. Anyway, I also do, don't like the Beatles, but. um. You know, I don't get, the, I was just telling my husband that. We were watching American Race and they were talking about how big the Beatles are from wherever they're from. And I don't yeah. get it. I don't, I've never gotten the Beatles. I don't get it. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I can take a song, a song here or there, but like most of their catalog is bad to me yeah (laughs) your heater is just like it's having its own filter no i feel like we're just fucked now 
but whatever. You're good. I can't. You're good. We don't have access to it. We can't turn them off or on. So. Oh, gosh. You know what? I've heard so random sidebar, but I've heard a lot of people complaining about that. Like, I guess like when you don't pay your rent, your the intended person or the person who runs the building can turn your AC off or turn your heater off. I've heard of stories of people saying that that has happened I mean, to it, them, like they've been laid on their bills and they've turned off their heat. It probably can happen, um, but it's still illegal if the landlord turns it off. Yeah. Even if you haven't paid because it's considered an uninhabitable. Necessity. Yeah. yeah, it's a necessity. Yeah. I've heard stories about that. But anyway, so just for the gist of it, sorry, listeners, that you're having to hear things clank around. But ultimately, this is the joy of recording at home and recording um, in a place that's not a studio. Yay. <laughs> um, so we're going to move to the sandbox and we're going to get it wrapped up. Okay. So in this week's episode of the sandbox, we're going to touch lightly on this conversation around um, what specifically is happening or what happened last night at the Emmy. So this weekend, the Emmys happened, rah, rah, rah. Everybody was excited that Schitt's Creek won a whole bunch of different awards. I'm excited about that too. Where I wanted to go off this week is talking about people, specifically creators, who ultimately talk about things like how easy things are. Um, you know, oh, just go out there and write or just go out there and create that. Um, if you want to see yourself on television, make sure that you do this and do that. And that's going to ultimately be what changes you. Honestly, fuck you. Like I, like anytime I hear people make something sound like, or make it feel like it's easy, it really grinds my gears. And so to my point, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Dan Levy, Love him to death. Now, like, I want to say this because I want people to understand where I'm coming from with my frustration in this. This comment that I'm about to make has nothing to do with Schitt's Creek or Dan Levy as a person. However, what it has everything to do with is this conversation that happens in entertainment all the time, specifically for people like myself who are trying to get into the door, that all you have to do is land that one right opportunity. And I want people to understand, like, folks like Dan Levy, he has Eugene Levy. Is it Levy or Levy? Uh, I don't know how they say it. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. So Levy, I think it's what it is. Dan Levy is the son of Eugene Levy. You have a father who has a over 25, 30 plus year like experience in the in the industry. You didn't have to go to school to write. You You even said in your acceptance speech that you dropped out of your writing program for school and you never finished and you still had Schitt's Creek happen and it was successful. You had every single thing set up for you to be successful. Some of us, including myself, don't have that option. And so we're starting from scratch. We're starting with nothing. And we're starting a lot of the times with people already counting us out before we even get in the door. And so I just really wanted to say like, before you tell someone, oh, go to college and get that degree and it'll make your life better or go out there and write that story or go out there and do that. You have to be the person to change your situation. Shut up. Like, don't tell people that. It's rude. It's out of pocket and it's annoying. It's flat out annoying. And I'm so sick and tired of people making things seem like or feel like they're easy, especially in this time. Get your book done in COVID. Why don't you mind your effing business and let me eat my donuts over here in peace? Like I'm tired and it's not going to be easy for me. And I think we need to start having real conversations about how privileged and how jacked up it is to tell people that all they have to do is blank, blank, blank in order for them to be successful. So that was my, that was me throwing sand today in the sandbox. What's on your mind, sis? <laughs> oh, I feel like all I've, all I do is complain um, about the world. I was, like you, I was happy that Shit's Creek got recognized for a lot of stuff at the Emmys. Um, mm -hmm. It did suck that other, I mean, I know that that happens every year, but like, I thought the actress from The Good Place, um, who plays Janet, if you watch that show, the like robot kind of person um it was sad that she didn't get a chance to win um you know it's just like these award shows whatever who's who's judging them who's whatever it's nice mm -hmm. to see a show like Shit's creek which is really 
I can't really I can't say anything bad or like that I've disliked anything about it the whole way through. I haven't seen the last season yet because it's not on mm-hmm. Netflix yet, but there's a lot of other good stuff that doesn't get recognized and it's like I don't know what you need more categories, you need more everyone should get I guess you get recognized with a nomination. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's still like justifying what's good and what's not as good. And it's a hard thing to do with any of these award shows. But um, mm-hmm. The Good Place, I would have liked to see get some recognition because it's over now. And even though he wasn't even nominated this time, I'm still mad that Titus Burgess has never won an Emmy for his portrayal of... Uh, Mm-hmm. Titus on Titus. on Kimmy Schmidt because that yeah. like him losing uh over and over especially to Alec Baldwin just playing Trump really pissed me off every year it's a slap in the face yeah. it's a slap in the face because he was so that show would have been nothing without him uh really yeah quiet as it's kept yeah yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I don't know so that's as much as I'm pissed off about right now, other than the state of the entire world and yeah, and you know, ugh. yeah, no, I think you have every right to be kind of just uh, you blow raspberries like that's literally me in my car sometimes. I'm just driving around like, like yeah, like this sucks and. I get it. And, you know, we're going to find our joy wherever we can. Um, But I definitely do think that it is important to recognize in moments when you feel like things are terrible and why things are terrible to process them. And that's what we did in this episode. So for everybody who rocked with us and stayed to this point in the show, thank you for listening and thank you for giving us um, that click. We truly appreciate it. Um, Continue to tell your friends to subscribe and continue to um, support us and the work that I think everyone's doing right now it's really hard to continue to keep creating even though we are in a a literal firestorm um you have anything you want to announce this before we wrap up the show this week nope nope okay um i don't have anything specifically that i want to announce or that i can announce um i should say i can't announce a lot of things at this point um however i do want to send a quick shout out to a friend of the show my friend travel anderson is um a not only are they a listener um and they they send their love in regards to you kevin they enjoy <laughs> you um, and the candor that me and you have built with the show um however i wanted to shout them out because not only are they a host of the show fanti they are ultimately on roots uh top 100 people of this year and I'm going to say this, I, I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm going to say this and say, congratulations, sis, you deserve, you are one of the best people in, I think, my life and in the lives of so many other queer Black people who are trying to do stuff in this industry. But it's it's, it's a little wow to me that you placed higher than Beyonce on that list. What? Um, yes. So... I it, it blow it blew me away too, sis girl. I was like, oh my god, you up there high in Beyonce. I don't know if that's because Beyonce's on the list every year, and then ultimately her ranking is dropping because of her being on the list every year. Um, I would just always have her at number one, just off of like principle. I think right? as like a principle, de- yeah, as a default, I think Beyonce just yeah. is number one on every list that's ever made. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the fact that you are above Beyonce is a look and we celebrate black that's, excellence in all of its That's forms, something so. for the resume. Look, beat, girl. Beat Beyonce on this. <laughs> the Roots Top 100 list, honey. So congratulations to you and congratulations to everybody else who's on the list. There are quite a few people that I do know who are on the list and I'm not going to list them all. Um, but ultimately, because Travel is such a really good friend to me and I do know that they are, they listen to the show, um, wanted to shout them out. But other than that, I don't have anything to announce. Like I said, um, I do want to take a moment to just kind of tell everyone I know. Did, I think Chadwick passed away. Did he pass away? way like right after we released our show i think that following thursday Um, we released that wednesday and i think he passed that thursday or that friday and i can't remember anymore what yeah i I can't do time anymore i don't know how long has passed (laughs) every day feels like the same day so right we're literally on monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday like literally every day is just one lump but i did want to shout out chadwick and his family and anyone who worked with chadwick i actually have quite a few friends who was in his camp and so i wanted to shout them out and say you know you're still loved 
one of the, I know that even though it's been a few weeks and the media has moved on from the conversation, I know that there are still people who are affected by it. Um, I know I'm still affected by it. I was doing a ride today on my Peloton and the person had kind of just said there was a quote that came up around Chadwick and it just kind of shook them this morning before they got on the bike. And so I kind of want to say I'm in the same mind that even though every time I put on my Black Panther mask, I'm still in this mindset of like, I can't believe he's not here. Um, mm. So I wanted to shout that out. And I ultimately wanted to shout out everybody who's just making it. People who are doing what they can in this time. It sucks. But um, yeah, I, I just want to shout out if you've if you're trying, if you're continuing to keep, you know, clawing at whatever you're clawing at. Um, I wanted to shout out you and say you're doing a damn good job, even if the world's not giving you your your flowers. So that's all I got. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please continue to listen and send us your feedback. If you have feedback, you can find us on Instagram. You can also find us on social medias. Um, if, do you want to tell the people? Do we Have we told people where we are on social media? I don't We've know. We've been doing it for almost two I years. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Um, so you, yeah, tell them. I don't know if we have before. Uh, is it ask learn i mean that's our is that what we are on twitter see we don't even no, know sorry we don't even know alert alert, podcast right because is... we don't even really check it baby honey but it's asklert at gmail.com if you want to send us a message um if you would like to follow us on social media specifically on twitter and on instagram you can follow us at learnt podcast um and then ultimately if you want to follow me i am at dr john paul on all social and you can find kevin at kevin all red on all and that's two l's in the name a l Yep, mm-hmm. all yeah. red. All, all two, red. Two little words, put them together. Yes, with a big name, honey. <laughs> Kevin, all red. Getting book awards and things. <laughs> so wanting to shout you out for that. Well, it's been a fun show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until then, we will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well,